Elementary music teacher friend, you love what you do, but you might feel unappreciated and, in fact, unseen some days. You may even feel like you're on a music teacher island and just want to connect with other music teachers who can relate to both your struggles and wins when it comes to teaching elementary music. I get you and understand completely the feelings you're having. That's why each and every week, the Elementary Music Teacher Podcast will provide you with solo and guest episodes that will help you realize you're not alone in your music teaching journey. Throughout each episode, my goal is for you to be able to walk away with actionable steps and ideas to help you feel like you're ready to take on the new week with whatever challenges may be thrown your way. Hi, I'm your host, Jessica Peresta, and I'm so glad you're here. Whether you're at home, in your car, in the shower, or wherever else you're listening, grab your cup of coffee or whatever other beverage is nearby and listen in to the Elementary Music Teacher Podcast. Hey friend, I am so excited to invite you to a free three-day challenge called the Reflect and Renew Challenge. In this free challenge, you'll begin to think about teaching elementary music in a new way. In just three days, you'll go from feeling overwhelmed to confident and will surround yourself with other music teachers who will support and encourage you. Day one is all about reflecting. You'll reflect back over where you're at in the school year and identify the highs and lows, no matter if you are joining this challenge at the beginning, middle, or end of the school year. We start with reflecting first in order to move forward successfully. Day two is all about processing. You'll process through what it is you need to focus on to make your music teaching situation successful. Then day three is all about renewal. You'll break through mindset beliefs while setting goals and action steps to help you meet them. Each day of the challenge, I will go live inside of the challenge Facebook group. You'll be getting a daily challenge email that will contain action steps for you to take. And you're going to get to know other music teachers who can encourage you and support you along your journey. If you cannot make it live to the challenge for the next dates coming up, you can still sign up because you'll still get the challenge emails that are full of so much inspiration. You do not want to miss them. So still sign up. And also you can watch the Facebook live replays if you can't make those live as well. So simply head to subscribepage.com forward slash reflect and renew challenge to save your seat. And I'll see you there. Hi, I'm Batsheva Frankel from Overthrowing Education, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Welcome back to the Elementary Music Teacher Podcast. Today's episode is about how I am preparing to teach again. Now, you may or may not be aware that I have not been in the classroom for several years, and I have not kept that a secret. I have been running my business full time, this podcast, my course, membership site, coaching, all the things I do. And I have been feeling a pull to return to teaching for a while. I didn't know what it would look like. I didn't know when the timing would be. I didn't even know if I should because I am, like I said, have been running my business full time. So I started thinking about it, praying about it, and really just started kind of seeing what was out there. 
And there were a couple of in-person positions that became available. And one, I did get to the interview phase and um, a couple of, if, if you're aware, I have gotten my master's in educational technology. So I actually got offered a position for this really cool, I'm not going to tell you the company, but this really cool ed tech job that where I would be traveling and kind of in charge of a lot, like <laughs> in charge of a big team. And after thinking through it and really reading the fine print, I just kind of knew it just wasn't the right fit. Um, although I feel like I would be good at it and I would enjoy it. I just still felt that pull to go back to teaching. So literally the next week, I um, see this position become available and we kind of started talking about it. And it's a brand new virtual school. And they needed a K to four music teacher. And I immediately in the interview felt right away, this is it. And I got offered the position the very next day. So obviously they felt like it was a good fit as well. And I'm excited. It's, I'm so excited to go back to teaching, but I'm also excited to teach virtually. I have ran a business online for seven years now, and I just got my master's in educational technology, which prepared me for this role. And so I, the fear, the mindset issues, the who am I to do this, the imposter syndrome, the am I qualified enough, all those thoughts that come into maybe some of your minds as you're teaching day in and day out, whether it's in an in-person setting or virtual or both, hybrid maybe, uh, those are definitely entering my mind. And so I also know that they're, because the fact that I run my business and I love talking to music teachers. I have heard stories of I had to leave the classroom to take care of aging parents and then I went back or you went on maternity leave and then decided to take a year off so you could raise your baby or maybe you had to quit because you moved, which was my situation, by the way, um, maybe because you moved to a new state and you didn't go back to teaching for whatever that reason was or even if you're moving to a new school, it can feel like you're taking a mini hiatus of two months, but you're starting over. So whatever the case is, you, um, if you, whether you've taken a long time off, whether you've just are moving into a new position or whatever it might be, I just want to share some thoughts floating around my head of how I'm preparing to teach again when I have not been in the classroom for a few years. What am I doing with my business? What am I doing to prepare myself? What am I doing to make sure I'm ready to receive students? And so I'm going to share some ideas of what's been going on in my head, but also how I'm preparing in the hopes that it can help someone listening in as well. The first thing that I want to share is when I did move from Oklahoma to Arkansas back in 2011, I'm trying to think back, yes, I obviously was certified to teach in Oklahoma, and I immediately transferred my teaching certificate to Arkansas. Um, there was a process to go through, of course. I had to take some PD hours to meet Arkansas requirements and all the things, but one thing I'm really proud of is the fact that I never let my teaching certificate go away. I have kept at my PD hours. I still, um, the state of Arkansas, I know every state is different, but they're on a rotation of the different required PD that you have to take in order to keep your certificate going. Obviously, if you're in the classroom, you do that through your school, but I would do it online and keep my hours going as well as uh, continuing ongoing professional development that I would take um, 
through, you know, online or in-person opportunities, but I have kept my teaching certificate active and I'm very, very proud of that. So I have never let that go. So when I did apply for this job, it wasn't one of those situations of, oh my gosh, well, I need to get my um, recertified. It was when they asked me, are you a certified teacher? I said, yes. So I'm very proud of that. So that helped me to prepare to go back to teaching because I've kept that going. But also when I knew I was going to be stepping into a virtual teaching position, I immediately, I love researching, but I started researching online education in general, just what does a virtual classroom look like? Not just for music, but for any classroom. What does a virtual classroom look like? How is it different than an in-person setting? Um, what is maybe a uh, sample schedule that I could look at? How do the students enter the virtual classroom and how do they leave? What does classroom management look like in a virtual setting? I started researching all these things and that's the way my brain works. I kind of started outlining or including some various articles I could read on a Google Doc. And then I also just started, like I said, outlining um, different ideas that came to mind, just like I would outline a podcast episode. And so then I turned to researching what a virtual music classroom would look like. How would I take what I did in person and apply it to a virtual setting? How am I going to apply virtual teaching towards a kindergarten class versus a fifth or a fourth grade class? started really kind of thinking through these things and doing my research. So then speaking of doing my research, I definitely went um, and started researching resources of what am I wanting to use in my virtual classroom. It did help that I just got my master's in ed tech. So I had just designed various websites for some of my classes or uh, learning management systems, or I had to use a billion websites to design various slides and um, we did a lot about uh, hybrid teaching or virtual teaching or in-person teaching and in integrating technology. I, I mean, on and on and on. So a lot of this stuff, it was really cool because I went right back to my grad school material and really honestly started reading some of the <laughs> papers I had written or some of the projects I had created and went, oh my gosh, I can apply what I've already done to my virtual teaching job. So also with doing my re research, I started making a list of resources and different YouTube videos that I want to use with my students where it's play along videos or different dances or whatever. And then also started looking at books I would love to utilize in music and started creating a Spotify, different Spotify playlist to use in my classroom. Um, also different slide deck templates I've started creating in order to use them on an ongoing basis with my students as well and all kinds of other resources I might want to use. I've just started, um, which I've said on the podcast before, but brain dumping ideas of what I might want to do, what I might want to use, how my schedule might look, how I want to structure my class time. Everything I've talked to you guys about on the podcast, I'm doing for myself as well. But the difference is, is now I'm translating all that information from an in-person setting to now a virtual teaching position. Then I have also been really looking at my procedures, expectations, classroom management plan, and really thinking about, first of all, I haven't taught in a long time. So I know it's different in general now, um, but also I wanted to see how I would frame 
my procedures, expectations, classroom management plan for a virtual classroom setting. So I've started making a plan around how I'm going to do that. And so if you're listening to this and you are going back into teaching, whether it is in person or online, I would suggest you do that too. Everything I'm naming now is um, like do your research, first of all, find what resources and start making a Google Doc and list what you might want to use and then really rethink your classroom management plan. Like what is it going to look like? How are you going to implement it? What are your, uh, how are you going to structure your rules and expectations on all those things? I also am starting with designing the first week of school. Now, the same way I have to also talked to you on this podcast about backwards planning, I've done that too. I am creating systems and an organizational plan of how I'm going to lesson plan. And I've actually already started beginning to create lesson plans. But the cool thing is I have a whole membership site, Harmony Membership, which I'm planning to use the plans I've already created in there and just follow them, but tweak them and add in other things, which is what I teach Harmony members to do. Um, in my my own teaching position but also i talk in my curriculum design roadmap course about backwards planning long-range planning having the curriculum map scope and sequence in place and your songs and activities list and then you're able to plug in different songs and activities when you have the long-range plan in place you're able to short range plan so that is something else i'm doing right now is i am really going through and figuring out, first of all, what I want my first week of school to look like. And then I am creating my systems and processes in order to plan both long range and short range planning. When it comes to the first week of school, I'm also uh, really thinking about the fact that we talked about mindset a minute ago is I'm not going to feel defeated. I am not going to let myself feel defeated after the first full week. And instead of thinking like, oh my gosh, that didn't go like I thought it would, or that didn't go any direction (laughs) or anything, any negative mindset issues. What I'm going to do is the same way I have taught, talked about on this podcast and I've taught several teachers to do is to reflect back on the first week and say, use that kind of as my guide and say, okay, I thought I was going to structure my class time this way, but it needs to be adjusted or it worked great with this grade level, but I'm gonna adjust it here. Or I wanna structure this a little bit better, or maybe I had something planned to do towards the end, I wanna move it more towards the beginning or whatever. So I'm planning to do some reflection, especially after weeks one, two, and probably three. And then by then I think I'll have my schedule transitions and my class time going the way I want it to. The other thing that I have been doing a lot is preparing um, for differing schedules than my own children. I have three boys. They're 13, 11, and 8 now, so they are older than they. my oldest son was two when I left the classroom. And so, but with that said, my schedule, this virtual school is based out of Texas and we're in Arkansas. So when I went through my school calendar, it is a lot of the days are the same uh, of when we're in school and when we're out of school, but there are some differences like I will be going to two weeks of PD in when I say going, I just mean virtually two weeks of PD in August while they're still not in school, but we both have 
we all have the same first day of school. And then I noticed that winter break, there's just a few differing days. We also have different spring breaks. And so I am already planning for what that will look like. I'm, I'm starting to really think through, okay, if I'm working and they're off, so they're not just sitting in front of screens all day, this is what my kids will do. And so I'm already, the teacher never left me when I became a mom. My boys have a love-hate relationship with that. But even during the summertime, they, we have some unstructured weeks, but with that said, they know I still have expectations and you're going to do this. And before you ask for this, you're going to do this. And before you ask for this, and we're going to do something creative, some reading, some this, some this, and this. And so you can't take the teacher out of the mom, I'm just saying. But I am preparing for family life. Like, what will that look like when I go back into teaching? And so I'm really starting to think through that, like, especially the days I'm off that I'm working and they're not, uh, when I'm working and they're out of school, I'm thinking about what that's going to look like and kind of making a plan for that. So I'm not surprised when it happens. Okay. So talking about my business, I, for the last seven years have ran my business full time all on my own. I just actually brought on help, um, a year ish ago with someone who Katie who was or is still actually in the harmony membership but she came in to just kind of help me do some curriculum I mean sorry some community management stuff but also she really has helped me with creating some different slide decks that I've used in different presentations and workshops and stuff Um, but I also when I felt this pull to go back to teaching I did not want to give up my business so I started thinking about how is this sustainable where I'm still a mom of three boys and I have to uh, two are in basketball and baseball back to back. I have a child on the spectrum who needs a lot of my time and attention. Um, I'm also married and I need to give my husband time as well. And so I knew I I'm also playing piano on my worship team at church and I'm in, in, um, involved in a lot of other different areas in my community. And so I knew in order for this to be sustainable about, and this is honestly what's held me back from going back to teaching for a while, is the fact that my business has uh, grown in a good way, but also I have been in it a lot more where I have literally worked on my business and in my business eight hours a day. Um, And so I knew going back to teaching, I can't keep that going. I can't work two full-time jobs. So what I did is, in the spring, I started hiring some help, which Jessica is beating herself up because she should have done that years ago. <laughs> but anyways, I have started hiring out some help where now I have a podcast manager. I used to record the podcast. I would edit the podcast. I would uh, adjust the audio settings or whatever needed to be adjusted, whether it's solo or guest episode. I would schedule out guests. I would type up interview questions. I would get it ready to go on my podcast platform. I would create the graphic and the show notes and the pin for Pinterest and get it, whatever else needed to be done. I did it all. It was not just as simple as sitting down recording an episode. It just was not sustainable anymore. So now I have an amazing podcast manager who literally, oh my gosh, she's so helpful. I record, I add it to a Google Drive folder and she takes care of everything else. I also have a virtual assistant slash social media manager now who is so amazing as well. She's helping me with a lot of different um social, well, like I said, social media stuff, but also blog posts. And she's doing 
a lot of other behind the scenes work that I have been doing all on my own for a while. And then Katie, who I mentioned earlier, is still my community manager. She helps keep engagement going in Facebook groups and um, does a lot of other tasks for me as well. And so I fully believe that, side note, that when I show up in any area of my life, I want to give it my full effort in 100%. Meaning, if I am teaching during the day, that is my focus during that time. When I'm not at work and I'm in mom mode, that's my focus. I don't check my phone. I don't check my email. I may message one of my team members back real quick if it's just like a super quick answer, like a text message. But most of the time, if I'm blocking off time to spend time with my kids or my husband, that is an interrupted time. So the same way with my business, if I am needing to record a podcast episode or whatever else I need to do in order to assign tasks to my team, that is blocked off time that I am 100% devoted to that. And I've talked about, this is total side note again, but balance before, and I don't view balance, and you may have a differing opinion, and that's okay, that's why it's called an opinion, but I don't view balance in my life as making every single area equal because that would be overwhelming. And I feel like every day looks differently. To me, it's about being strategic with my calendar and knowing where my time needs to go. And when I'm devoting time to that task, whether it's work or home, I am fully present in that task. And then I will shift gears and go to the other side of my life that needs my attention then as well. So back to what I was talking about, keeping my business going the way i'm doing that and the way it's going to be sustainable is that i have hired on help and behind the scenes i have developed some systems and strategies to not make things as overwhelming for myself like for example the reflect and renew challenge which you heard an ad for on this podcast episode that used to be a five-day challenge where I went live every single day. I was in a Facebook group constantly and they're asking questions and I'm answering questions, excuse me. And it just, which was great when I was running my business full time. Now the challenge is still going to be, you're gonna get so much from it, but now it's a three day challenge. It's email only. You get a video training from me, but right to your email and you can watch it on your own time and you can read the email, consume the action steps that way. Same content, just simplified. Same thing with my workshop. I've done a curriculum design workshop. Last year, I held it three separate times, three different workshops, which was great. But now I host it every once in a while, but one one workshop per few months and that way i can i can do that that's sustainable and i'm showing up and it's me giving my time and attention where it needs to be given but i also know what i can handle and i've had to back off in a few areas for that reason um with the podcast what i'm doing here which i've talked to you about handing off some tasks with the podcast but recording wise i am sitting down one time a month and recording episodes for the following month so I am making sure I am preparing ahead of time and I am outlining the episodes and getting them recorded in order to get them to my podcast manager. And then I can take that off my task and then focus my attention where it needs to be focused. So that's how I'm preparing to go back to teaching when it comes to my business. And then also we talked about mindset. So I'm mentally preparing for what teaching full time, being a mom of three boys and all the activities that they have going on and the different unique 
um, needs they have and that I need to pour into them as well as running a business, what that will look like. And I'm creating systems in my personal life in order to cater to that. So laundry, I'm very strategic about when does laundry need to be done? My boys are at the age now where they um, actually, I don't know if you've heard of it, but once again, totally off topic, but maybe not, <laughs> but there's an app called Greenlight and I love it because my boys are at the age now where they can do chores and they should i think it's important but this is an app where instead of nagging them to put your laundry up or pick up your room or empty the dishwasher now on the app they have their own little checklist that they can check off chores and they can also get an allowance and i can set up how much i would like to pay them and um, but also with meal planning i'm very strategic about planning meals for the week on sundays and then I have a set day of the week every week where I do a grocery pickup. I am um, very good about keeping, um, which this is not going to change because I'm very good about knowing what I need to do to keep our house clean and keep it functioning. And I'm going to continue with that as well. Um, so all these other things, I don't need to go into everything in my life, but um, making sure are there any systems that I've been keeping that maybe need to shift around a little bit and how can I make sure my life feels manageable and not overwhelming for myself in order to sustain me teaching. But all that to say, I am extremely, extremely excited to go back into teaching again. I know that it's going to be a learning curve, just like it was when I became a teacher in the brick and mortar setting. I know that um, starting, I know what it's like to start at a brand new school or a school that hasn't had a music program, which was my experience, which I've talked about on this podcast a gajillion times in Tulsa. Well, this new school, I mean, they haven't had a music program because of the fact that it's a brand new school. So I'm literally creating the music program instead of restarting it. But I'm so excited about that because I feel like that's always been a passion of mine is to start something new or to get it off the ground. And um, I'm just really excited that this position kind of landed in my lap at the perfect timing and so I want to encourage you with that if you're feeling discouraged or you're like oh I've been needing a new teaching position or I wish I could do this or whatever it might be please know that I really do honestly feel that you're going to get the position that you want and that you desire when the timing is right and so don't give up on yourself and don't give up on searching and um, networking and putting the word out there and asking around i actually just saw a friend do that he um was looking for a new position and started just asking his friends on facebook do you know any position do you know anything um i have this quality i can send you my or these qualities i can send you my resume and cover letter and lo and behold in the comments someone knew of someone who was hiring a position just exactly like he was talking about and he got the job so you really never know networking is important so all that to say i just wanted to share some thoughts about how i'm preparing to go back to teaching and whether you're going back for the first time what right out of college whether you are returning to the same school or whether you've had um, some years off like i have wherever you find yourself i hope you have an amazing school year and a good start to your school year and i will be back next week with another episode well, hey there, thank you so much for listening into the Elementary Music Teacher Podcast. There is an exclusive Facebook group just for listeners of this podcast and any elementary music teacher. 
called the Elementary Music Teacher Community Facebook group. Come on over and join us there where we have conversations around the podcast episodes and encourage each other each and every week. And also head to my website, thedomesticmusician.com. I have some free resources there that you can download to help you gain traction in your classroom today, as well as the blog and the membership site and all kinds of other goodies to help you keep going in your music teaching journey. I cannot wait to keep connecting with you and encouraging you and spurring you on in your journey of teaching elementary music. Hang in there, have an amazing week, and I will see you soon.